0: As we look into 2023, and as we're already ingrained into 2023, uh, I want to look at some of the trends that have already starting to pop up a bit. We're about a month and a half into almost two months now into 2023, and I want to kind of shed light on a few elements and trends that are, have started to pick up a bit of steam here. Um, one of the elements that I think is starting to pick up a bit of steam is hiring diversity professionals, but it's not from the lens and the angle that you're thinking. Not just hiring black and brown. Not just hiring different genders, and not just hiring DEI professionals um, tactically and strategically from a, from a role perspective. It's also hiring and defining diversity professionals from a mindset perspective, uh, the way they're thinking, the way they're attacking and approaching the work. Um, I've seen a lot more companies as of late be a little bit more open minded to bringing in folks that maybe have a non-linear path to how they've developed their skills and insights to be able to perform the role. Um, I've seen companies started to pick up a little bit more on how open-minded they are to bringing in folks that have a diverse set of skill sets, a diverse set of perspectives, and they're leaning into those perspectives more. They're actually using and implementing those perspectives. Um, I've seen companies lean in a little bit more to bringing in folks that have a, have a, a different cadence around how they actually get the work done and been a little bit more open to adjusting some workflows. So I'm, I'm very proud to say that I'm starting to pick up and notice by just talking to certain colleagues in the space that um, that there has been an increase of bringing in uh, diversity professionals uh, from a different set just in their, their gender, their color, um, and things of that nature. I think secondly is an increase uh, around transparency and goals. I've seen companies do a lot lot better of a job of being very candid and honest with their employees around expectations of of goals and, and, and the KPIs and OKRs, and being very comfortable explaining to their to their employees where they fit into that inevitable puzzle. And being super transparent, being super inclusive around making sure each and every employee has enough skills and has enough um has enough comfortability with the roadmap to be able to achieve. The goals I think five ten fifteen years ago, many companies would set a goal at the top of the quarter and objectively stand back and not revisit that goal and not really jump in and help that employee accomplish that goal or listen to the pivots and adjustments and changes to the goal that the employee may have recommended and made and just reviewed the inevitable objective black and white outcomes of that goal at the end of said quarter or said uh, or said uh, or said time of the year. And I'm starting to see companies live into things in a completely different fashion where they're starting to revisit those goals on a weekly or biweekly basis, listen to employees when they want to raise their hands and adjust the goal, the number of the goal, the timeline of the goal, the scale of the goal, who needs to be involved to accomplish the goal. I see more companies being more transparent, more inclusive, more um, collaborative when it comes to goal goal setting and goal uh, accomplishing the goals as well. I think the last thing that I want to highlight today just briefly is supporting employees around mental health. This has been something that I've seen take off like a rocket in 2023 and uh, and something I don't think is going to slow down. More and more leaders at the individual team level are starting to be more respectful of individuals having things happen in their day to day home life and how that can impact their ability to pay attention, to focus, to get things done and delivered and are being more open to adjusting workflows, adjusting deliverable timelines, um, doing a better job of, of, of resonating and empathizing with the, with the discomfort from a mental health perspective and whatever is causing that, um, being better listeners. Um, I've seen companies not be so reactive to, to make strong policies or make strong um, decisions around firing or, or punishable offenses or, or um, scrutiny and scrutinizing employees when it comes to dealing with certain things. And I think it's all stemming back to what happened during COVID and what happened during the Black Lives Matter movement. Those two moments, there were so many employees that were impacted at a mental health level in so many different ways. And those managers were impacted personally as well. So now for the first time, the executives and the leaders of a company, i.e. the decision makers and the policy makers, and then the individual contributors of the company were all facing the same stuff. And so now we're finally seeing an alignment of mental health. We're starting to see an alignment where manager Suzanne over there and individual and contributor eric over there have both felt the same level of pain as it potentially pertains to death in the family covid related uh racial discrimination um moments we're feeling moments where both have felt the the burnout effect of adjusting to the remote life adjusting to um or adjusting to uh, uh why am i blanking on the words here a hybrid work and figuring out the right bandwidth and, and workflow structures that will make sense for both the point is companies are finally hitting a moment where everyone across the board are fully aligned with, that, with the, the fact that mental health and the, the variables and the moments connected to mental health are real. And everyone has felt the same things. Everyone has, has experienced the same things. And now everyone has a, a, a centralized um, alignment-based empathy around the same thing. So now people can raise up and start to adjust how they respond to the adversity, respond to the mental health quote-unquote emergencies, and not judge the mental health moments and judge the mental health emergencies as well. And so I'm, I'm really proud to say that I've seen a lot of companies take a lot of time thinking through how they react and how they approach to mental health issues, how they react and how they approach to individuals, again, literally adjusting timelines, deliverables, Workflows, priorities, um, taking time off, um, being there as a mentor, as a therapist, as a support, um, being there to talk problems through. I've just seen a lot of leaders at the individual levels, right? Leaders that are leading teams of three and five and seven, I'm seeing them have a better um, skill set, a better, 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 better tools on their tool belt to be able to interact and engage and support those leaders. And so, or or support those employees rather that are dealing with those mental health complexities. And so that's something I'm really proud to say that I'm seeing. And I think that translates obviously to engagement. That translates obviously to retention. That translates obviously to productivity. And that translates to just a better feeling throughout the culture where someone can go home or someone can go to a happy hour and say, hey, how's your life going? How's your day going? Well, my life's not too good right now, but my company's being so supportive, so empathetic. And then someone says, Well, that's interesting. I'm looking for a job and I'm actually leaving my job because of my burnout issues or my leader was not very empathetic to my situations. And they're saying, Well, come over here because my leader is very empathetic. And so it, it can, and, and, and in a weird way, it can kind of be a very, very passive employer branding initiative that gets passed along throughout the friend groups and gets passed along throughout the subtle moments of life where people can find out how supportive and how empathetic the company is at an organizational level and at a team-wide and leadership level as it pertains to mental health issues. So a big trend that I'm seeing, a big trend that I respect and I'm happy that I'm seeing. So as always, this is Anthony. This is actually an episode on behalf of Diversial, and i um, very excited to put this episode out because a lot of these components are impactful, they're important, and they're very integral parts of DE&I. As always, just a few thoughts, just a few perspectives. We'll talk soon.